Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of The Front 3. My name is Adam Bullwood. Joining me, as always, is the one and only Lawrence McKenna. Happy question special. Happy question special, indeed. And also, of course, is David O'Brien. Happy question time. Wow. As the guy said there, this is a special questions edition Q&A. We're going to try and get through as many of your questions as possible. You've been sending them in. There's so many to get through. We've literally been panicking about how many questions there Have are. We? I'm not oh, sure we were going to get. I was what? fine. Dave was shaking was. after pasting in 13 pages of questions that he's got. There's <laughs> a lot of questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. We're going to try and get through as many as possible. If you uh, ask for them, I mean, yeah. In many ways, because last week we we did a sort of transfer special. There was no time for questions last week. We ruined we also, it. We've just reached 1,000 followers on SoundCloud. Ooh, really? It's a big milestone. We're hitting about 5,000, 6,000 plays every episode. Uh, for the podcast, this is a sort of a little special thank you edition almost. I love when people do thank yous. Oh, we're so grateful. We thought we'd make some more because we're arrogant enough to think you'll do you'll listen again. Well, <laughs> hopefully they will. Hopefully yeah. they will. You know, we're answering the questions with sort of, you know obviously people want us to answer the questions because they're sending so many. So therefore they must want us to. But anyway, listen, let's kick off with the first question. There is a lot to go through. Right, there is okay. a lot. Off you go, Adam. Go, go, go. We're literally going to race just, through these fast as we can. Right. Mm. Jeremy, AFC, at Cazorla Assist, always sent it in the good questions. He's got another corker here. He says, what is the best five-a-side team with players that have transferred this summer? That's a good one, isn't it? Well, shall I start off? Shall I get it going? Come on in. Come on in, Dave. I think I think Peter Check, Peter Check, sorry, has got to be the best goalkeeper signing. He's got to be in there. Yeah, yeah probably inclined to agree with that. All right, tick. That's that's one of the that's one of the five. Uh, probably maybe Otamendi. Obviously, we've not seen anything in, in the Man City shirt, but obviously fantastic for Valencia last year. So I reckon he could be our designated defender. When you play five aside, I play two defenders. Is that what we're thinking here? Two defenders, one midfielder. I was just going to play one, but all right. Oh, I like it. It's attack. Yeah, let, let's go Probably. one defender, maybe three midfielders and one attacker, or two and two. Yeah. Uh, well, you see, you can only really have two midfielders and one attacker because you've got a goalie. It's five aside. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. I usually, play, I usually play six aside. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll go for two midfielders. 
Let's go for Otamendi at the back. Unless, Lawrence, you've got anyone you'd rather see at the, at the back there. Um, ooh, good question. Uh, w- would you? Yeah, I suppose we want a big defender. Like, yeah, let's just go for that. Uh, who else could we have gone for there? What, what are the other options? I mean, you've got, you've got young players like Klein, not, not really an option. Um, mm. yeah. Luke Shaw, Luke Jordan Levi. Luke, Luke uh, Shaw was uh, not uh, in this... Uh, Luke Shaw oh, was, he was, was he? Sorry, sorry, no. sorry. It was the last summer, mate. Um, oh, so, yeah, Otamendi is probably the most, the biggest. He's definitely the most expensive. Yeah. Mm. Is he therefore the best? All right, Otamendi, yes, agreed. Right, midfield. Um, I mean, Tom Cleverley did move to Everton. I mean, a, you know, just putting that Bastian Schweinsteiger, of course, moved to Manchester United. Morgan Schneidlin. The sort of big headline movers. He's got to be uh, the main man though at Swansea, is it not? Andre for his fantastic cool. start to the season. Like he would be so powerful on the side. Beast. AC, powerful. Yeah, why not? He's for free as well, so it's a bit of a bargain. Mm. Um, who would you put alongside him? It's got to be. Uh, there's another one in there. Man City, there's another sign at Man City that we've got to get in there. Who? Kevin De Bruyne, doesn't it? Cool. You know, imagine imagine really? him. Yeah. He'd score from anywhere. If He's I was basically like, Czech and then the entire Man City team. Because Sterling definitely <laughs> gets in there. Czech, well. Otamendi, I, Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, Sterling. Yeah, I can go with it. I, I prefer Sterling myself, but I like, you know, Kevin De Bruyne's probably got the stats. He's got the mm. history to back him up. I'd go Sterling and De Bruyne. What? What? Over Ayu? Memphis. Oh, Memphis is good. Wait, wait a minute. At four outfield players. Hmm. What if we were to drop the goalkeeper and just have uh, Monkey Rush? <laughs> yeah, what? Sticking Sergio Romero. That's how he plays usually, isn't it? Well, yeah. Or, <laughs> I, I would just, I just put. Uh, who would I put the bat? I just put Otamendi in goal, and then I put uh, in front of that Ayu, Sterling, uh, De Bruyne, and. I tell you what, we could have some, we could have some we could have a wind up merch up front. We get Mitrovic up front to pit to uh, like strike <laughs> yeah. the opposition. Get in their face. Or Wijnaldum, which would give us... Yeah. Depa- uh, I want to put Depay in there, though. So let's put Memphis in. Yeah, I'd say so. That's a pretty choice. solid five-sided team. Yeah, I like that. it. I like it. Keep it. I like. That's a great one. I mean, that's just a Premier League-based one. We're not really talking about, you know, La Liga there. We've, we've not really focused hey. on... I mean, Syria. We c- you could, for that reason, have Vidal in there, Dave, if you wanted. Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, Vidal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Let's, let's just do Premier League only. Let's I mean, come on, it. Dave. He's, he's, the, he's the brawn to Javi, Javi Alonso's <laughs> he, brain, he, am I right? The brawn. Yeah. Listen, that's You're one right question on. down. That's one question down. Let's one down. 50,000 to go. <laughs> Next. Oh, but let us, know, let us know your five-a-side teams in the comments below. I'd love to. And tweet us, of course. I'd love to hear wonderful we did the uh, three Dale Payne at Aussie Man U fan uh, this is the same Dow who He's drew nice that guy. wonderful picture Great of us guy. Twitter he said should the transfer window be June the 1st to July 31st so the majority of the leagues can start with their whole team in August I think we might have mentioned this before we sort of suggested that maybe you need to see your teams in competitive league action before you, the transfer window closes, because then you know where to make changes, where to sort of adjust your team. It's also slightly to do, it's not slightly, they say it's to do with the crossover of when leagues start, so it gives people time to act, etc., etc. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's numerous reasons why. I think it's working reasonably well at the moment. There's always going to be evil, negative parties. I, I, I think that short is a very short amount of time. Um uh, I, my part of my thing is why don't we test it 
Yeah, it's fair. I think and I'd, quite, I'd quite like to have the one-month window, oh, the, sorry, the two-month window, because it means that teams have got a plan. Obviously, we are in a competitive market at the moment where loads of teams have a load of money, like Man City, Chelsea, Man United, you know, and then the whole of Europe, Barca, Real. It'd be quite <sighs> nice to see these teams mess up in the transfer window and have a really stinky season. Why would that be nice? Because <laughs> uh, it, it, it sort of serves them, right? Then the sort of the data teams, your Southamptons, your Midgetlands, they're going to sort of, you know, find a little bit of a more of a sort of advantage in the market you'd say because obviously yeah. the big teams do just throw cash at the problems. That is a good point although would they, they, they'd still throw cash during the window though Dave. The problem would oh, be true, they... I mean then you've also got teams like Bournemouth who are messed up anyway but they've signed two great players in the window and they're both injured now so you know there's yeah. there's a lot true. there's a lot to be said for uh, just transfers being a generally a hit and miss process and it's very hard to uh, you know, go either way, but I, yeah, no. Well, if we trialed it, yes, let's trial it. Let's do it for <laughs> some go. Yeah, listen up, listen Dave's up, right. Yeah, we're going to trial right. it. Yeah. Listen, uh, next question is from Charles Antonidius. I have said that wrong. Right down. Can you come up with a name for us fans? I was thinking the number ten. You know, behind the front three. I, do, I, see. I do like that. It's not bad. That is nice. The ten. That but is it's it. It's a little bit awkward saying, listen, the number 10, send in your questions. It feels a little bit. Could be, could be the tens. Send in the question. How many tens? What would you call that region just behind the front three? The hole. <laughs> we can't call <laughs> fans the hole. Hey, oh, tell me the hole. <laughs> the holes. <laughs> when... <laughs> the holes. <laughs> Um, if you play a front three and a four three three, it's kind of like the midfield, right? That three, the three. It's the Imar area, which is number ten. Um, oh, it's Coutinho, isn't it? Or any number of them, ten. I suppose. Okay, um, well, the holes I'll... is a good name. I'm down. I'm. I'm going to call them all the holes from now on. Um, I think we'll stick with the number tens. I think I maybe think, people. You know, do, right. we, I, well, uh, do we just call them ten? The ten. The ten. Yeah, the ten. Okay. Right, it's right. a start. If, if you've got so if you've got a better name, maybe it's the front threes, or maybe it's the threes, or maybe it's oh, or maybe it's um, the magic number. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, Lauren, that's a song, great song as well, isn't it? The front three is the magic number. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be interested. I just want something to do. This well, uh, another question sure. from one of the holes, apparently, uh, <laughs> Max Dobney. Max Dobney asks, "Why is it that if Louis Van Gaal doesn't make an obvious improvement to his team, he is stubborn?" But if Wenger does the same, he is naive. I think it's because that one is short term and one is long term. They have people have spoken about Wenger consistently over twenty years, whereas they feel that Louis Van Gaal has an idea that maybe people haven't seen yet. So it's more it, it's it's an ascribed narrative. It's not people. I'd say they're interchangeable, and you could you yeah. get Louis Van Gaal naive and Wenger stubborn. And didn't Gary Neville say he's one or the other? <laughs> no, he said he's either naive or what was it? He's either naive or he is one or the other. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Which yeah, reminds me, while we're talking yeah, about so, Gary Neville, uh, um, Gary Neville was a guest on uh, Graham Hunter's podcast. He's a wonderful guest. Graham oh, Hunter's yeah, got a series of good interviews. Worth a listen if you like podcasts. Wenger said, uh, "Sorry, Neville said Wenger was either." Naive or arrogant. Naive or arrogant. So, um, yeah, those three words, interchangeable within football, yeah. I feel. Yeah. But it's quite interesting with, with, with the Wenger thing. Like Omri mentioned that they, he sort of has this great belief in his young players. So maybe it isn't that we see it from naive from the outside, but then Wenger sort of maybe sees these players with potential a bit, like a bit too much potential, maybe. Maybe it is, it is naive then. I don't know. 
Next question is from Finbar McMahon, who says, do you think it's gotten harder for clubs being promoted to the Premier League and actually establishing some sort of stability? Uh, so, you know, who's come up this year? We're looking at Bournemouth, we're looking at Norwich, we're looking at Watford. Do you think it's gotten harder for those clubs to sort of establish themselves among Premier League clubs or do you think they're going to be fine this season or I think that it's going to get worse and worse because obviously this is the TV money isn't it that there's such a gulf between top of the championship bottom of the Premier League so these teams are going to have more and more money so it's going to be difficult like for example we when we reviewed the windows obviously if you're not listening to that podcast go back and check it out it's brilliant but like Bournemouth um, sort of Norwich they didn't really have very very good windows they started alright but there's no sort of real good they haven't like bulk got a whole Premier League back four or they haven't got like a proven goal scorer that's come in so I think it's going to I think the golf is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and then eventually we might go into a sort of NFL style system where you know teams move around the country I don't know wow good it could change um, Robert uh, at Robert593 on Twitter asks if you could have one more transfer to your supported teams who would it be assuming that they would they would come yeah, okay, let's be slightly realistic then. Let's not go mental and say, oh, Messi. I'll take Messi. <laughs> Lawrence, let's start with you. Liverpool. Oof, Maybe, um, what's, the, what's the one area that needs improvement? Like defensive defensive midfield. Uh, but who would I go for is my question. Um, oof. Um, Wanyama? Just so Liverpool bought really? more Southampton play? No, um... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'd go, maybe go for a defensive midfield player. Uh, that's the problem, though, isn't it? Is Liverpool are pretty. Mm. They look pretty stacked. I'd have gone maybe for. Mm, maybe another central defender because Colo Torre just doesn't cut it anymore. But uh, Joe Gomez counts in there. You know, there's a lot of youth uh, promise. I, I'd go for a central defensive midfielder, but I don't know who. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dave. What about you, Dave? Who would you um, recommend at central defensive midfield? Central that's good with midfield. That's good at distribution. Emery Chan, Taliso, the uh, Leon, maybe uh, Goulalon. Love a Leon player. Basically, just buy anyone from Leon, and they're usually quite good. Um, trying to think of other players at work. You know, Liverpool. There's a lot of defensive midfielders that have sort of moved this this window. Um, so you know the talent pool is surprisingly low so yeah. we've got to think of someone like you know inside the Premier League who have we got there we like you, you mentioned uh, Wanyama you know Schneidlin was there on the market that obviously Liverpool decided not to go for so I don't know yeah it's, it's a difficult one it's sort of like a target that Liverpool could actually get as well so you've probably got to go for a youthful player what, what about Emery Chan though is he not is he not sort of um, signposted for that position, Lawrence. Well, or, or I think he should be signposted for that position. Though. I was speaking to someone the other day who said they don't know if his attitude is right. I don't know how common that is, but I, I, some people were saying nothing to do with it being a bad attitude, but it just being not necessarily a Liverpool one. Um, one thing I would say is Liverpool need to ro- rotate in those positions, especially in central midfield where there's so much emphasis. Um, and I just think, you know, you want another person in there. Um, and at the moment, people are not saying that's Lucas. I've got the I've got the solution for you. Yeah, but it's a solution for next season. So Chabi Alonso has one year left on yeah. his deal at oh, Munich. Oh, Imagine does he, that. Dave? But apparently, yeah. It, 2016, uh, it goes. But he's got big wages, hasn't he? Like 120,000 euros a week is quite a lot. But he would be the missing link in that Liverpool side. You know, Liverpool do struggle with building from deep at the moment. I'd say you know Henderson and Milner are a little bit too predictable with the ball. You get Chabi Alonso in there and you're absolutely laughing. Uh, you, you know what? I w- you know what? Uh, Dave has just hit it on the head. 
Javi Alonso would be my final signing. He's the, the one, he's the one more transfer you wanted. Yeah. Dave, what about you for Manchester United? Oh, it's got to be a defender, hasn't it? And I'm going to go for a left-footed one because that's what Louis van Gaal wants. So I want Samuel Umtiti from Lyon. He started oh, the season brilliantly. Yeah. Completed the second most passes for Lyon this year. They've, they've started pretty poorly, but they're back in their stride again. They will challenge for the title, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, he'd be perfect. Young, French, very, very good defender, good on the ball. You know, he's got it all, really. Very, very quick. I'll go for uh, Lacazette. Uh, I would have wanted yeah. to see Lacazette come. That sort of, it was rumoured at the start of the window, it died off very quickly. But it also brings us on to the next question from Joe Hamlin, who says, who was the one player that moved in the window that you wish your team had got? Mm. I've got to say Benteke. I said Benteke for yeah. months now. I would have loved to see Benteke at Tottenham. Do you reckon? I t- yeah, no, I, I mean, I think there are Do better buys. I think, the, I think there are better <laughs> buys, probably, uh, for, Obviously for you not. guys. Yeah, 30, what was it, 32? 32, something like that, right, yeah. But, I mean, we needed a striker. Strikers are at a premium. We, we were looking at paying 25 million for Sado Berahino, who's got, hasn't got, he's got a less impressive goal-scoring record than Benteke. I think Benteke would have... Nah. Apparently, though, there was that study that says that ben, they overpaid for Benteke. <laughs> we'll come on to that. By about 12 million. Um, but I, I, I would have gone uh, for Memphis. Yeah, that, that would have been yeah. a great sign if it's yeah. Spurs, actually. Wouldn't it be perfect? Yeah. But what about your? your... I, think, I think Son's good though. You know, I think that Son is a, is a very good player for Tottenham. Maybe Tottenham need do they not need a similar defensive midfielder like sort of? Well, yeah, we were in for the old Wanyama. I think they need someone in every position. Don't they? <laughs> what about you guys? What your team? One player who moved. Who would you wish to come to your team? I mean, Vidal, Dave. This was someone you know yeah. last year for like constantly. Muller, yeah. Dave. Definitely, either Vidal or maybe Kevin De Bruyne or Otamendi. Yeah. Or, you know, it's all the City signings that are going to go down pretty well, uh, you'd say. Trying to think, like, maybe Nathaniel Klein as well. I was disappointed we missed out him. I was disappointed yeah. that we missed yeah. out on Firmino. Good player. Good player. You know, there's players there that are, went to rival Premier League clubs, really, that, you, you know, you could have picked up. But Were you, yeah, really, say, um, were you really disappointed to I miss out on Firmino? Klein. Let's... Firmino is a very, very good player. He's gonna, it's gonna take him a while to adapt to the Premier League, but when he does, he's gonna be really, really good. Let's start whipping through these questions a bit quicker. Um, German Chicas Junior says, "I think De Bruyne should have stayed in Wolfsburg for more game time." What do you guys think? I'd argue that he's gonna get a lot of game time at Man City, so maybe not. Uh, you want to? He wants a team built around him, Kevin De Bruyne, and that. I don't think that's going to happen at Man City because they're doing it around David Silva at the moment. Obviously, he's a brilliant attacking midfielder as well. So, yeah, I agree. He should have stayed at Wolfsburg for one more year and then potentially could have got his move to Bayern. All right, next question. Baby B at KSW33D on Twitter says, why is Arsene Wenger a bastard during the transfer window? Great question. <laughs> There's another there question. Sorry. There's another question who rephrases that slightly different, saying, <laughs> why is Wenger a puss <laughs> during the transfer window? I mean, e- each one is equally valid. Uh, because of his belief and, um, <laughs> and naivety or whatever it is that you want to say, right? His arrogance, maybe. He's it's not arrogance. It's not any of the above. It's literally that he, he believes in his, his way. I, I don't, is it outdated in the Premier League? Mm, yeah. You would what I would say is with another manager with another manager that Arsenal team has a whole different perception and I think Wenger sees himself as that other manager but there's just a very fixed perception of Wenger so I don't think he is a hole or whatever people want to say or well, he's a hole because he's a fan of the podcast but I don't think he's an asshole all right that's what I'm saying I, I, I think yeah, you know if you change point, your perception yeah um 
Next question is from JF at jfenteng10. says, is David Silva the best player in the Premier League? Not anymore. Yes. 100%. He is literally the, he's literally the best player, Dave. I think he is. At the moment, he is the best player. Current form, first four games that we've had in the Premier League, David Silva is the standout by our country mile. He's been absolutely running the show. Yeah. You know, four assists in the Premier League more than any other player. Um, he's passes in the final third, passes in the opposition half. He's just lit. Basically, everything's going through City at the moment. Uh, sorry, everything's going through David Silva at Man City at the moment. And a player like Raheem Sterling, where everything went through him at Liverpool last year, he's sort of getting, you know, he's not the main focus of the attack now, so he can sort of be slipped in a bit later on in the move. The ball isn't coming to him that early. So I think, yeah, David Silva, what I would say, is the best player. Check, uh, out, his, this- check out his assist that he got for Spain um, on my timeline on Twitter from this weekend. It was ridiculous. The second part of his question, let's ask Lawrence, is... Uh, have Manchester City brought out the best in Raheem Sterling? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I jokingly say that they've already added another 10 or 12 million onto him, whatever his price is. I, I think that's probably true. Wayne Rooney said it earlier in the week as well. And I think, I mean, it's not the most positive thing um, for, for Liverpool to hear. But, you know, it makes sense. They have brought out the best so far in Sterling. Um, it, it, yeah, it's that simple, really. I, I think he, he's looking fantastic. Although for England... There are elements which can, he can obviously still be improved, but they brought mm-hmm. out a lot of energy in him, and I think that was what Liverpool were going to lack. But yeah, that, that's the abiding memory for me is the, the 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 potential that Sterling had at Liverpool that was not fulfilled because maybe because he moved. I don't know. Tradland Tradland on Twitter says, "If you could choose a player from your rival team to play for your club, who would it be?" I'll go for Alexis Sanchez. Lawrence, who are you going for? Um. Depay. Yeah. Dave? Yeah. Um, sorry, I sound like a broken record. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> nice. It's funny um, you've picked as, your, as the opposition team there, though, Dave. Oh, is that, is that a little personal dig at you, yeah, Lawrence? Yeah, very personal. Very I mean, I mean, it's really a dig from me that I didn't pick Everton, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that, oh, really imagine nice. that, though. Right, I tell you what, if I did get a pick, it would be Lukaku. Over Barkley and Stones, would you say? I, well, yeah, Barkley and Stones. All I'm saying is Lukaku, Benteke, Sturridge. That'd be so disgusting. Dan Thomas says, who will be the most influential signing in the BPL? I mean, Kevin, a broken record again, Kevin. He could be that sort of very influential player up the field for City. Andre Ayew, who've already mentioned, yeah. having a big impact at Swansea already. I think you can't look at Bast- you know Bastian Schweinsteiger's impact to the club. You know, in terms of how they've described him in training and how yeah. professional he is and the experience that he brings, that's a pretty good signing in terms of your dressing room, I'd say. But you've got to look at Memphis as well; think, he's going to explode. Do you think? He, how old is Bastian Schweinsteiger? Dave? He's thirty-one, I think. Do you think his impact has been somewhat? I don't know. Overrated in some way, or it's, it's been it's been muted. He's not. He doesn't look a hundred percent fit yet. You'd say he's just bringing. You know, he's still playing sixty minutes and then coming off. He's not one hundred percent Bastian Schweinsteig yet. I'd say. I think we've just got to wait a little bit for obviously to um, acclimatise to the Premier League and to his teammates, and then he's just going to be absolutely ticking. As soon as sort of we get Memphis in and uh, Martial in, those two players with great pace and you know, the ability to run at people, Bastion's going to be that man who will get the ball from the centre backs and he'll find those those wide attackers. And I think it's just going to it's going to come. I think the fluidity will come for Manchester United. We've just got to wait a bit. True. 
So next question is from Luca K. He says, could Neuer be considered the best player in the world once He's Messi and Ronaldo retire? Oh. Right. <laughs> He's anticipated your answer and he said, why not? I'd argue that the goalkeeper, although a very important position on the pitch, is not the most influential uh, and not the most decisive in terms of winning games. So although I mean, in some is games it is, class, but yeah, yeah, but I th- not every I think game. Majority of games, it's the unfairly or not, it's the attacking players who are seen as the decisive players who score the goals, who end up actually turning the tide and winning the game. So therefore, fun. I think it'd be difficult for Manuel Neuer to be considered the best player in the world. It's funny you say that because um, speaking with Jonathan Wilson years ago on a, on a show, and he said. Um, there are certain people in the world, especially uh, some people who are goalkeepers now, who say the reason I was a goalkeeper was because when I grew up, um, I could only listen to the radio. So I either wanted to be a striker or a goalkeeper because all we heard was amazing save or great shot and everything in between you couldn't see. So like you didn't, you know, you didn't want to be anything but the two flashpoints. And now it's kind of interesting just to see the way that technology is influencing what people want to be, which is, you know, all the big ad campaigns and those kind of things are really influencing the kind of player that people want to be, I think. The next question is from Mark at MMHKC619 on Twitter. We'll answer this briefly. He says, what is your opinion of Arsenal's lack of business and where do you think they will finish? Uh, Tough question. Um, Interesting question, mate. Lack of business, Dave. They've only signed one outfield player, famously the, the only team in Europe's top five leagues to sign no outfield player, sorry, uh, having only signed Petr Cech. They did sign two they, young players or something, didn't they? But, uh, yeah, okay. they definitely signed. Yeah, but there was outfield. Ryan, Ryan Aladere, or whatever he's called, he's, he's definitely a one. Ali Adier, Dave. Are we all know yes, Ali Adier. He's not at the club anymore. Players, Come on. Are those players going to appear in the league <laughs> in the first team this season, though? Really? No. Yeah. So there we go. No, no. But in a few seasons' time, Adam, you'll be laughing on the no. other side of your face. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know, but yeah, but look at their squad. It's incredible. I mean, just look at that front line. If they bought a striker, people would be saying, what an incredible summer. Um, they've, they've only yeah, strengthened the places they, they need strike. to strengthen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they needed to buy a striker, you'd argue. They also needed to potentially buy a central midfielder, maybe another centre back. With Welbeck out injured now, it looks worse for Arsenal. How many managers are there that don't believe in, or don't believe in the Makalele esque central defensive midfielder? I think Zip. the Makaleli's moved on to the Busquets. Yeah, but, but okay, but that's what I'm saying, David. You know, it's a similar similar mould. But I mean, um, how many play? How many managers? You know, for instance, Brendan Rodgers almost begrudgingly plays Lucas Leiva. Yeah, and, that's true. That's true. And I just wonder whether the, you know Wenger and that ilk of manager um, are, are are looking at the same sort of thing. I mean, what what? Uh, for instance, I, I you know, it seems as if uh, Dortmund often set the trend. What was Dortmund's defensive shape like, Dave, in terms of midfield? So Borussia Dortmund this season, uh, they're playing with a single holder, Julian Welt, and it's the system's pretty working very, very well at the moment. There's a lot of fluidity in defence and in attack. 
a good example of a club that's um, lacking a defensive midfielder this season is Borussia Mönchengladbach. Last season, obviously, they came third in the Bundesliga. Christoph Kremer was absolutely pivotal to their team, but he's gone back to Leverkusen now. So they're completely missing that, and they're back. Their two centre-halves are completely exposed. They've conceded eight goals in the Bundesliga this season. Only two teams have conceded more, and they are bottom of the league. So, Lawrence, a defensive midfielder, a ball-winning defensive midfielder, is massive in the modern day. What I'm saying is it's the way that, that defensive midfielder plays, isn't it? Yes. And, and there's a lot of managers who are now asking more from their defensive midfielders than just breaking up the game. And, I mean, that's why... So, I mean. I mean, that's why maybe we're right. And that's why Xabi Alonso is always the answer to every football question. Correct. Thank you. We need to start getting quicker because we are almost half an hour in. <laughs> and, and we've we done half a page. Two pages <laughs> of 13 <laughs> questions. OK, go, go ahead, now. Adam. I mean, if you right. stop bitching and complaining, we'll be another no, 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 question just, in by I'm now. Just, so I'm just, I'm just <laughs> letting you know that we need to, we need to start getting quicker. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ready. We're pumped. Well, faster. Should Manchester United have signed a top striker and play Rooney as number 10? Yes. No, wait, stop. No, they should, they should have gotten rid of Rooney. So they should wow. have got rid of Rooney, yeah. kept Van Persie. That's all. It would have been better. Bold. Aguero or Martial? Both went for about the same price. Aguero? Is Martial the next? Come on. <laughs> I think no, says Dan on Twitter. He thinks no what? That uh, Martial is not going to be the next Aguero. I mean, no, he's not South American... Um, uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, he's not short. He's not got the hair. But he's a complete. He's a completely different player, isn't he? Yeah, in many yeah, ways. I mean, they are two. I mean, essentially, I'm right in saying they are two different human beings. Um, uh, yeah, essentially. But uh, they. But no, uh, no, he's not the next Aguero. Will he be the Martial of the league? Uh, I really hope so because I'd love it. I'd love it if he uh, just for him, not for United, not for Edward Wood, but for him and the team that he does bloody well this season. Dason Adamson at Dason1996, friend of the show, says, do you think football fans should care and know what prices players go for? Uh, yes, because yes. transparency of uh, financial accounts is important in football. You need to know what your club's spending and, and what they're up to. Yeah, absolutely. If it's undisclosed, that would be mental. The more transparency um, in football, the better. Yeah, exactly. right, Absolutely. Uh, Kwame Ampadu Boateng on Twitter says, uh, shouts to me from Ghana, straight up. Shouts out to me to you from I, Ghana. I think he put that Max. just to make you read it. Um, and he was bloody right in doing it because yeah. I bloody read it. Stewie yeah. um, <laughs> Griffin says, who is the third best player in the world? Wow. Uh, Luis Suarez. Mm, I can't are. suggestion. I'm going to side with Lawrence and go for Suarez. Mm. Um, Nicola F on Twitter says, "Do you think that players' behaviour on social media platforms, i.e., Berahino, is exorbitant?" Uh, uh, I think what they're getting at there is—is is he saying it's over the top the way that Berahino yeah, it's is far nowadays? Mm, I think it, I mean it's ill-advised at best, isn't it? Um, yeah, it, it, they will. People will forget those things very quickly. Um, uh, it, it's ill-advised, and he's very, he's still very young. I mean, you, you will have tweeted something. We've all got that reminder thing on on Facebook, uh, and it reminds you every day how you said something stupid five years ago, <laughs> or, or you said something that now you completely disagree with, or that you're just a completely different person in that in that short amount of time. So yes, it's a bad idea. But uh, what's even worse is that we hold them so strictly to account uh, around those things and um, 
yeah, like it's just a weird, it's a weird cultural thing, isn't it? It'll go. Christian Josma on Twitter says, "Have Spurs done enough business in the transfer window to compete for a top four spot?" No. Next, Ben Briggs says, "Can I have a shout out, please?" Hello, yes. Ben Briggs. Hey, Hi, Ben. ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> Albin P on Twitter says, "Who is the winner in Big Dave's transfer saga?" Love the show, lads. From down under. Oh, I think that Great means stuff. he lives in Austria. Yay! Uh, Austria. Yeah, close enough. Um, Favorite of all so the. So, what, re- what do you reckon? Who is the big winner? Manchester United. I yeah, it's got to be Man United, doesn't it? I think it was Dave. Yeah, yeah I, I won yeah. pretty well because I wanted to keep David, and he's going to be going to get a new deal now, isn't he? Exactly. So hello, big contract. Hello. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh. Uh, Ruben on Twitter, Ruben Swift, he said, can the likes of Swansea end in a Europa League position this season? Um, the way they're playing at the moment, the way things are going, yes. But Definitely. A long season. I doubt the depth of their squad. Uh, I know obviously they have been very impressive at the start of the season. Last season they are very impressive, but I, I wonder if they've got the depth to finish in... Sixth, seventh position when you've got the likes of Spurs, Liverpool, Everton pushing for those. That, yeah, that sort of position, you know what I mean? I think if Gomez goes down with an injury, that's going to be a massive, massive loss. Sim- exactly. Similarly with Andre Ayu, that's two big, big players for them this season. I think this, you know, selling Nathan Dyer was a bit silly. He's a good, good squad player for them. So, mm. yeah, I agree. But I think that with Gary Monk, you've got a brilliant manager. He won. I think he won 11 points from losing positions last season, only better by Mourinho. So, you know, he's got real calibre in terms of tactical changes. He bullied United, picked up three points there. That was pretty much Gary Monk's doing. So, you know, good on them. At Liam DoD on Twitter says, is Arsenal not signing a striker as big a deal as everyone is making out? They have got Welbeck soon to return and Joel Campbell still in the squad. Neil Walcott as well can play through the middle. Yes, it's a big deal. Uh, Not in the way that everyone is making out. Um, people are making a big deal about it being about Arsenal, Arsenal Wenger culture, those sorts of things. No, just tactically out on the pitch. They need someone there. They've got options within the squad. Let's see if they fucking work. But we really should stop making it about ego or questioning Wenger or any of that kind of shit. Uh, next question is from Abu Keita on Twitter. He says, Costa and Hazard scored 30 go- 34 goals with nine penalties last season. Alexis and Giroud scored a 30 with no penalties. What are your thoughts? Well, Chelsea won the league and Arsenal didn't. <laughs> oh, well, Dave, that is, that is very, uh, that's very reductionist, don't you think? 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think that the likes of Costa and Hazard have have a bit more than than goals for them. They, you know, Hazard is a creator, a uh, brilliant attacker. He's the main man at Chelsea, and Costa loves winding people up, and that is is so good to have someone in your team that is a wind up merchant. Whereas Alexis is excellent, excellent footballer, but then Olivier Giroud doesn't really give me enough in terms of he's just a poacher. He doesn't bring enough. There's not. I don't, there's not enough like in terms of being a wind up merchant or. You know, being deadly with his head in the penalty area just doesn't have enough. But it's it's an interesting stat, nonetheless. You know, they they have scored more goals, but right. I, I think it speaks to the fact that Arsenal Arsenal are still a decent side, and people underestimate yeah. them. Correct. That's where they're going to come third this year, Lawrence. <laughs> Let's get quicker. We're still only on page four. Go out of team. Remember, it's not it's not volume. It's like yeah. James Kayser on Twitter says, "Which clubs do you think will have a surprise p- finish?" In the Premier League. Liverpool next. Season. Nice. Um, uh, at 36 years old, Claudio Pizarro returned to Werder Bremen. A uh, good move. If so, for whom? A CEI Sharif on Twitter. Dave, I'm going to come to you. Yeah, excellent move for Werder Bremen. They obviously lost, um, what's, what's he called? Sorry, I've forgotten his name. DeSanto, the ex-Wigan legend. Is, um, I think he scored about uh, 14, 15 goals for Werder Bremen last season so they are missing that obviously the main man Pizarro knows how to put the ball in the back of that I think it's a bad move for Bayern Munich to be honest he came off the bench a few times in the league and, and did alright for them last season so yeah I think it's a bad move for Bayern a very very good move for Werder a very good move for Pizarro as well because he's going to play regular football at the age of 36 excellent regular next question Rick. is from Graham Cumberbatch so no I like this question Lawrence he said Martial colon can you buy potential I think I know what Lodcast would say. Hey, Hunter. <laughs> uh, well, I'd say you can't buy potential. You've said you, no. You cannot buy potential. Uh, no, but you can buy a teenager who is promising um, to perform for your team. So that's, like potential, mate. that's not potential. <laughs> in, that's not really what I was saying. There was it, Adam. So I mean, if you just quote things out of context, okay. then of course they're going to sound funny. Um, yeah. I'd say you can't buy potential personally. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, um, potential. Next question is, uh, who's the next great England manager? Uh, Gary Monk, mate. Obviously. Yeah, Gary Monk. And uh, he also asks, right is Eddie Howe the real deal? I'm going to say, yeah. We will see. We will see this season whether he does bamboozle people with his tactics. From what I've seen of Bournemouth, they look a little bit too championship when they get to the final third in terms of they just cross the ball a lot. They need to break the play down a little bit. They're obviously dominating games, but they need to slow it down, chill out on the ball. <laughs> Play some nice passes. Uh, on a similar note, Joe Batista on Twitter said, did Manchester United just pull Martial's name from a hat and say, all right, Martial it is. Uh, no. yes. I think they've been looking at him for a while. I think a number of clubs have been looking at him for a while. I think it's just a fee. The inflated fee reflects badly on the club. And on maybe makes it look a little bit more of a panic signing than it perhaps was. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. why they, if, if they wanted him so much, why were they not in Why did they wait so long to get him? I think yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, can Manchester United make it past the round of 16 in the Champions League? That's Joe Batista again. Yes. Um, hopefully this year. I think, like we were saying, they've got an ex- incredibly talented squad this season. So you'd expect them to. Uh, that's the competition they'll go furthest in. That's the competition yeah, they're going to perform best in this season. And that, that, I love that. Joe Batista is also asking, he's got a lot of Ooh. questions in. Um, he he said, will Van Gaal be sacked during the season? No. No. Um, tension at Sally Jaw on Twitter said which current player will go on to become a pundit on Sky Sports oh who do I want who do I want 
Who do I want? Ooh. Mm. Not Wayne Rooney. Um, no. Well, Michael Carrick. Yeah, an oh, Vincent Company. Hey, everyone yeah, loves good. He's an intelligent guy. James Milner. Yeah, sort of. Oh, James Milner, mate. Jordan, I love James. Jordan Henderson. You, mark my words. In 30 years' time, Jordan Henderson. <laughs> he's the next Graham Sinesse, mate. What about, what about foreigners, though? I suppose any foreigner could be a, a Sky um, pundit, couldn't he? Um, Pirlo. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Pirlo would be incredible. Um, I'd love to see... I'd love to see um, cheeky little... Chabby hmm. Alonso. Chabby Alonso would be... An, yes, he's the answer for every question, Dave. Yes, it's obvious. Chabby Alonso. Another question from Tension on Twitter says, what position does Dave play? I assume he's asking... Squawker Dave, Dave Brian. Um, a defender. Love it. What's that about? Oh, yeah, Dave. Come, oh, there you go. Uh, aggressive. He has asked a lot of questions. I feel unfair answering so many, no, so go I'm on. going to try and answer just a few. Um, he's asked who will be the Champions League winners this season? Barca. Barca. They're going to be the first team to do it. Yes. Back to back. Ba- Barca. Who would you pick out of Gerard or Lampard? Says Tension. I'm. A, I'm I've always thought Ger- I've always thought Lampard to be honest because of his I just think he's the more effective player scores more goals more assists yeah. more Paul goals yeah Javi <laughs> <laughs> Alonso very good Javi <laughs> Alonso today. Uh, um, what do you think of the idea of wage cap for all players the answer of course is Javi Alonso the answer uh, of course is yes wage cap it's got to be global it has to be it's inevitable it has to be global uh, another question from Tension says, what does Dave do for Squawker exactly? Well, I'm a product manager. so Fuck I manage all is what his manager products. would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a product manager. <laughs> yes. You manage products in many ways. I do. I, Dave, I manage What does Squawker products. even do? <laughs> we do football stats, pal. Come on. Okay. I did, I just, just ask it. I mean, you know, from the outside, it just looks like it's a lot of, uh, you know, numbers. A lot of banter. Yeah, it's a lot of numbers, mate. That's James, what we do. James Case on Twitter uh, asks questions for next week's doubleheader. Ooh. You got your question in well. Uh, best club sides ones. ever grace the game. Mine is the 08-09 Barcelona side or the 10-11 Barca team. Now, it's hard to disagree with that, Burnham, if, if we're talking about our lifetimes. Which that is probably the greatest team I've ever seen. I think that the 14-15 Barcelona team eclipses both of those teams. Oh, I don't know about that. I do not know about that. I'm I'm, I'm on it, mate. Or the Man United team of 2007-2008. That was special. Um, I mean, then uh, there's the Liverpool team of 08-09, really, though, isn't there, Dave? So, Lorenzo. There is, mate. With Xabi Alonso there. Exactly, Dave. Exactly. Lorenzo A. Castanon on Twitter says, Guys, do you think there will ever be a true ranking system for national teams? Romania 7th? If so, Squawker Dave should make oh, Yeah, let's do it. I think they should use the club coefficient thing. You know, the um, UEFA Champions League, uh, Europa League coefficient. I quite like that. That seems to work quite well. Obviously, the one at the moment for the national teams is absolutely absurd. Aaron on Twitter um, says, if Mourinho leaves, which I don't think he will, he said, who do you think will be his replacement or who would you like to see replace him? I would love to see Rafael Benitez come back just for the banter. I just think it would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> it would be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's a again. tough question because Chelsea have sort of, they've been through the promising young manager thing in Andre Vies Boas. They've been through the guy at the top of the game in Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, who are they going to bring in if Mourinho? 
Who are they going to bring in if Mourinho leaves? That's, that's impossible to answer. Dunga. Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp. Imagine no. that. Yes. You've got Mourinho that's so structured and Eddie Howe. Rigid, Eddie, and Howe. Eddie Howe is the first year. Gary um, Monk. Brendan Rodgers. Marcus Watling says, how easy is it for a good club manager to become a good national team manager and what are the differences between them? This is a long this answer, is a isn't it? Tough. Oh, this is a great <laughs> debate. This is going to be beautiful. Yeah, see through the question. Um, how easy is it for a good club manager? It's, so, it's, it's not. It's not easy. It's, 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 a, not it's, easy. Two, it's almost two different kinds of manager. Um, yes, because one is a very long-term planning manager that sees you for very short stints of time. Has to be excellent at networking. Has to be excellent at instilling a different kind of mentality amongst the players, especially when it comes to motivating people around the national scene. One has to be good at day-to-day runnings of a club, um, which isn't always the case. I mean, you could just be a coach, but the likelihood of that happening nowadays in the modern-day Premier League slash Champions League Championship is different. So, um, very different. It, 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 you can probably ease it more easily pass from a club manager to international as you go down your league but bear in mind there are very few people who can even be a bloody manager in the first place. Yeah, I think the big difference is seeing the players, obviously managers at clubs, see them every single day. National is once a month, which is a big thing. I think a club manager, you can bring your own philosophy, but I think a, nas- a good national manager, the philosophy is dictated by that country, a la Spain, a la Germany, and then the good coach sort of comes in and sticks with that. Whereas at a club, you've got a lot more responsibility, or, you know, you've got to set things. It's, it is different. Completely different. We're doing pretty well here. We're whipping through him, but we need to get quicker. So, Frederick <laughs> Allistrom says, question for the next podcast, who's better, Verratti or Pogba? Personally, I think Verratti is, is better. Yeah. Verratti is um, far more consistent than Pogba. Pogba's a little bit too explosive, uh, whereas Verratti has been running the show at PSG for the past maybe two and a half seasons, would you say? answer. Um, Will Meller <laughs> on Twitter says, who would be the better team? Real Madrid without Ronaldo or Barcelona without Messi? I'd say Messi is pretty central to Barcelona's success, but they also have perhaps a better quality of player. Yeah, I in think the that. In the, in the first 11 without him? I think if you take Ronaldo out of, uh, out of Real Madrid, you'll see other players absolutely like flourish come out of their skins. But I think with Barca, you've got like a, a Messi, you've got two Messi replacements there in Suarez and Neymar, so. I think Barca would be the better team, but Real Madrid would be more interesting. Yeah, Real Madrid would be more interesting. I almost feel like Benitez is almost hamstrung by Ronaldo a little bit. Um, Esau Delgado Lawrence says, can James Rodriguez win the Ballon d'Or? Um, Doesn't specify a time. Yes, he can. (laughs) Will he? Um, Yeah, but I mean, the likelihood of that happening is so low. Yes, you know what? Yes. 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 Javi Alonso, yes. Yes, Javi. He asked a few questions. He asked about five, six questions, but I'm just going to answer, ask one more. Right. Uh, he, SL <laughs> Delgado also said, who's the tallest? Um, uh, Adam. Uh, I know why you asked that one. It goes Adam Lawrence Dave. <laughs> it does indeed. <laughs> well, Adam is the target, aren't they? And me and Lawrence are the uh, exactly. inside forwards behind him. Essentially, Dave, exactly. Dave's the, yeah, Dave is the one who fits his position best in the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Adam um, is tall, but he ain't strong. He's not holding anyone down. <laughs> um, um, they don't call me the rock for nothing. Yeah, they um, don't call you the rock at all, mate. They don't. No, yeah. you're right. Call you Mr. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Edward, Edward Hepner says, will Bayern win the treble this year if key players avoid injury? 
It's a big if, Edward Hepner. Um, yeah, thanks, so, Hugh. Uh, they're not going to win the trip. They're not going to win the trip. Well, I think they've already lost Robin, haven't they, for two months? Well, a month and a bit. Picked up an injury with Holland, but Douglas Costa's looked brilliant so far for them, but no. This oh, is going to be a quick one. Hold on. David Lopez on Twitter, maybe David, says, are Manchester United going to win the league title under Louis van Gaal? The answer is no. Next question. Adnan Qureshi says, I like Adnan. who do you think deserves to win the Euro 2016? Deserves. Right now, based on, based on consistency during the qualifying rounds, England. England. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Wales, the lads. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but mate, they drew. They drew just the other day. Um, I mean, what what about say, Iceland? Iceland definitely deserves something. <laughs> they deserve um, it. They Scotland, deserve it. Scotland, so put harshly done by. Um, yeah. What a game against Germany as well. More on mm. that in the other podcast uh, earlier in the week. What about San Marino? Didn't they score their first goal in like 14 years? <laughs> what about <laughs> Gibraltar, Dave? They got beaten eight. They were eight nil down and they still scored. <laughs> oh, like, that's good, though, isn't it? They got a goal. I go, uh, who deserves to win it? Wales. Yeah. Yeah, Wales. Uh, yeah, Wales. Wales, Wales or um, Albania uh, for keeping uh, Portugal out for uh, 93 minutes, I think. <laughs> Alex Emery on Twitter says, who are your favourite teams to use on FIFA? I, I honestly really badly want to play FIFA 16, but I've not, I didn't play FIFA 15 at all. So my, my I n- No, just never played, mate. What did you do with your life for the last year, pal? It's I like you're not wasting your time on video games. Too, yeah, it's too yeah, busy just making podcasts. Lawrence, what are you yeah, doing? I've, 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 something productive. What? Freelance, Dave. Um, <laughs> I would say, who's my best team? I'd take a wild shot in the dark. Probably Barcelona, right? Mm. It's all about Real Madrid, is it now? No, my favourite is Barcelona. They're, thing, Barcelona yeah. are the most fun to play with. You've got Neymar, five-star skiller on the left. You've got Messi, you've got Suarez. Well, not oh. anymore, mate. Not anymore. Well, I mean, now there's now we've got whole new teams that we can experiment with on FIFA 16. This is a great question and a very tough question. It's from Josh Barton. He says, who's the worst player to ever play for the team you support? <laughs> Mine's so easy. Yeah. So, so easy. Bebe. Bebe. Yeah. It was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Obertan? Um No, it's, I don't know. Yeah. No, Bebe, definitely Bebe. Overtime was all right in the League Cup a few times, but Bebe was just rubbish. Remember that game against Wolves where he had like seven crosses and they were all like just smashed into the second Horrific. tier? Terrible player. Um, I hated. You've got Vlad a long list Juric of choice. Uh, <laughs> Paulinho. Uh, Paulinho wasn't so bad, I've got to say. But I think what? Vlad Churikes didn't look like he belonged on a football pitch, which is a pretty damning indictment. Andy Reid, going back a few years, oh, yeah. was pretty bad. And he cost us about seven million or something like that. So. <laughs> Salif, yeah, Salif Diaw was fairly horrific for Liverpool. Jimmy Traore was a pretty bad player mm. in his time at Liverpool. <laughs> um, sco- somehow scored a, like a Cruyffton own goal to send them out of the FA Cup one year. That was a pretty <laughs> bad low. Um, I also, you know what? I just... He was not Chabby a great... Alonso. Yeah, yeah. He was not a great player. Um, El Hadjouf was just a dick the whole time he was at Liverpool. Um, oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I, I, I don't know. He was a, I'm, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. He just doesn't come across that way. Um, I, there's also, Benitez had a couple of poor players in his time. Uh, Liverpool traded uh, Antonio Nunes. He wasn't oh, the worst gosh. ever, but he wasn't great. Shit. Mark Gonzalez 
was not the player that everyone hoped he would be for Benitez. Um, mm. Jan Kromkamp was a solid player, but again, not incredible. Probably oh, yeah. didn't deserve worst ever. Um, maybe Charles Etange, goalkeeper. Oh, God. Yeah, he was bad. Uh, and nothing to do with him as a player. He just, he apparently smiled or laughed or something at um, uh, 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 Justice for 96. Or I think, it was a, I think it was a memorial for Hillsborough and was taken out of the club. And for that reason, uh, yeah, he was the worst player ever to play for the club. Yeah, fair. Uh, next question, uh, skipping along, is Faze Palwala says, what will be Louis van Gaal's legacy at Manchester United? I think we've spoken about this before, perhaps having left the legacy of youngish players, a good team, a good squad for the next manager to potentially win the league with, to, to actually... <laughs> achieve something with it feels like Louis Van Howe is sort of in this weird transitional some well players right is he just going to be the man that got rid of Javi Hernandez and Yanazai yes that would be the defining moment played the Deadwood but then also got rid of some pretty good players Shinji Kagawa that went under Van Howe he was having a fantastic season by ad for Borussia Dortmund I think he'll be, it'll be relief that Van Howe is gone <laughs> um, not, not in a terrible way but just relief that it's sort of wow it's that, over. That, that's it's over, over Lawrence. But then also, the, the looking back, thinking, you know, he's almost like one of those teachers where you think, oh, God, I do not want to have to go to his class. But at the same time, when you finish, you're like, well, I've got an A. So, you know, I think that's what's going yeah. to be the feeling at United. Do you think the EPL will lose a spot in the Champions League after this season? Says Louis Morad. I hope not, but I think they will. No. Do you think they will? I think they're going to do well in the, yeah, I don't both, think, I think both the Europa and Champions League this season. I think the Van Al with United obviously very tactically so Chelsea are going to go far this season City look a lot better Arsenal you never know whether they're going to play a side like Monaco or so obviously Monaco aren't in the Champions League but they've got a banana skin to dodge I think and they've got to avoid Bayern Munich haven't they but next question comes from groups. Ryan Date who asks biggest football you've ever met oh. um, what height wise <laughs> yeah <laughs> we met at Confemore haven't we Adam Boltwood um <laughs> Massive. No, Rio Fernandez taller than me. I've met Rio Fernandez. He is, yeah. Bloody massive. He's an absolute tank. Um, he's probably the biggest, most famous, and tallest footballer I've ever met. Rio Fernandez. Wow. That's what, it. What about That's you, huge. Dave? Uh, I don't know, Ian Wright, or you know, some of those lads that we. He's well, tiny, mate. Stuff. We've all met Ian Wright, mate. Um, yeah, but. Uh, Heskey, we was five. He's pretty small as well. I'm pretty it? sure he means biggest in terms of the biggest we've met, uh, fame-wise. <laughs> I don't think he actually means height. Points. Like that would be a ridiculous no, I question. To, I prefer to interpret it that way. Yeah, but that's because yeah, that's funny, because yeah. you know you've only met Rio Ferdinand. Oh. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, I met Mark Van Bommel once. He was like Ryan Date. Same, the very same is asking best player not to get in the Premier League team of the season last year. Ozzy Ardiles. Uh, um, oh no, Neil Ruddock. I met Neil Ruddock once. Yes, he is. He is a yeah. he is a man mountain. <laughs> All right, he's massive. Yeah. Hey, let me just read it really quickly. The team of the season last year was David Haya, Ryan Bertrand, John Terry, Gary Cahill, Branislav Ivanovic, uh, Nemanja Matic, uh, Philippe Coutinho, Eden Hazard, Alexis Sanchez, Harry Kane, and Diego Costa. The obvious answer is Sergio Aguero. Best player yeah. in the Premier League season last year. Right. Um, next question. David Silva, question mark. Lawrence McKenna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great, great shout. Xabi Alonso. Be like, yeah, fucking hell, that's what seriously. Um, James Caser yeah. again is asking best player, oddly specifically, is asking best player over 33. Well, Lawrence, or is that odd because it's the front three? I mean, that's why he's asking 33, 33. 
yada yada. Is he uh, Xabi Alonso? Is he over 33 yet? Xabi Alonso is, is the age of 33. So he's not Ooh, over 33. Is it over 33? He is 33. Montreal impact over the weekend. you got Ibrahimovic. you got Xavi. you got Buffon. Di Natale. Samueletu. Gerrard. Pizarro. For perform- yeah. performing at the highest level, it's got to be Buffon, surely. Probably, yeah. Well, old Ch- Chabby. It's got to be Chabby, is it not? You know? He's not over 33, though. Ah, uh, fair play. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dave, stop with the Chabby. age thing and getting it wrong. Um, Sorry, mate. I can't believe Chabby Alonso's 33. He looks great. Um, <laughs> Quickly. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, no, Chabby Alonso. John Terry. John Terry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, next question. Uh, will Holland qualify for Euro 2016? They yes. probably squeak into the uh, the playoffs, and they'll they'll probably be all right. Um, predictions for the oh my god! Predictions for the UCL final four and top two teams in each oh. of the top. It's too long. Um, it, Sorry, it's just too. To it's too early. Um, let's, do it. let's do it rapid style. Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Um, yes. yes. Manchester Real United, Real Madrid. Yes. yes. Get in there. Javi Alonso. Man City are going to get to the final four. Oh, then, okay, let's do, let's oh, do quick. God. Premier League. Yeah, I forgot about that. Top two. Shit. Uh, Man, Man City, City and uh, Chelsea. Yeah. City, okay, let's Chelsea. go to Syria. Uh, Juventus. I'm going to go Inter Milan first, Juventus second. Inter Milan Men's don't have the ball, legs, but I would love it. Absolutely insane. Right. Bundesliga. Uh, uh, Bayern, Bayern Wolfsburg. Dortmund. Bayern, Bayern Dortmund, I reckon. Um, then we've got Liga. PSG, uh, obviously. Yes, yes, you do not say. Yeah. Really? And then La Liga. Don't have the legs. La Liga. Uh, oof, this is hard. That is that's a tough one this season. I'm going to go for Sevilla Ooh. to win. And yes. uh, let's go for Valencia to just, you know, pip Barcelona into second place. Yes, no, good point, Adam. And then what yes, about, so. what about the uh, yes. Scottish Premier Division? I'm going to go Celtic and then I'm going to go Ranger, St. Oh, Mirren. I'm going to go Dundee United. Decent shout. Oh, good, Dave. Great shout. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. Um, I've only got a few minutes left here, so I'm going to try and move no, on. Um, do you think want, uh, right. Muller will move to the Premier League eventually? No. And should he? Yes, but no. I like it. Um, Cameron Sager says, uh, who, how does current Manchester United spending spree compare to previous spending sprees? by City and Chelsea. I would argue that Manchester United have spent a lot of money, but perhaps they've not bought the right players, Dave. Mm, I'd agree, they yeah. Different, wisely. different spending sprees, I'd say. I'd say the binges that City and Chelsea went on to win the uh, Champions League, in re- sorry, the Premier League in recent years is a bit more than Man United, but United have been pretty bad, to be fair. Um, what I will say is St Mirren got relegated last season, so um, they're, they're not going to be <laughs> finishing second in the Scottish... Just so, just so we're very clear, it, it was a long, a long joke, but I just want to make sure that people know that. Uh, Dale Payne, again, is asking, uh, I asked this before, which player would have been the best to stay longer? Who should have stayed longer at Manchester United? CR7, Ruud, Van Nistelrooy, or Eric Cantona? Well, we, oh, come on, mate. This is easy. We all know the answer to this question. The because interesting was, thing about Eric Cantona, though, was he left, didn't he? He left just before they won the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point. But still, um, it would. Yeah, but would they have won the Champions League? Would they have even got to the Champions League final exactly. with him, Dave? That yeah. would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Ronaldo still at United <laughs> is, is the yeah. dream, isn't it? Come on, yes, it is definitely one hundred percent the dream. Yeah. 
Baniel. Daniel Roof on Twitter. Baniel? His, apparently his username is Baniel. But okay, his, right, his, yeah. Baniel, Bandy, yeah. He says, uh, what do you make of David Beckham considering the James Bond role? Have you seen those Pepsi ads? <laughs> Crying, <laughs> laughing face. Um, I'd ha- much rather have Idris Elba, but I don't know why he wants to take it. Sounds like a shitty role. Dave's just humming the James Bond thing. That's dumbing. And I think the perfect question to end on from Ennison. What page do we make it to? On Twitter, he says, when does the hour-long special come out? It's out now. You're listening to it. Friday, idiot. Yeah. You're listening to it, you yeah, moron. We did it. Oh, we like bloody you. did it, lads. Um, we no, just we didn't make it through every... pages of questions. Yes, I skipped a few because that's how we go. Skipped a lot. But all right. We are literally at the point where there are too many questions to answer every week. That's not true. That's that not is true. literally true. No, you're just lazy. No, <laughs> lazy. We'd be talking for two hours if we answered every single question. There's not enough time. I have no problem with speaking for two hours. You know that, Adam. I do. Okay, yeah. And you're on holiday. All right, fair enough. It's true. So listen, guys, that was the hour-long question special. We tried to get through as many as we could. And I said, we couldn't get through all of them. But please know that we do appreciate the support. We appreciate you sending all the questions in. Don't get annoyed. Don't get upset that we didn't answer your question. Ask another question next week. If we like it, we're going to answer it. There's always the chance that, you know, you're going to be featured on the show. We thought we'd do a special hour-long edition. Answer your own think, bloody questions. I, I, think pretty, I think we did pretty well there. We whipped through a good, what, 30, 40, 50 questions there. I don't know. What are you patting yourself on the back for? I don't... You know, I'm impressed with, you know... The speed. <laughs> with the myself. Speed I'm impressed with how quickly <laughs> I've asked those questions. <laughs> yes, I am. How quickly Very those much. lips moved, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for listening. It's a pleasure to have you listening to us. Um, let's wrap it up as always. Dave, where can the good people or the number 10s or the holes, as we call in the audience now, where can they find more of your work, Dave? Just on Twitter, but follow <laughs> the at the front three, if you haven't on Twitter. Ooh. We want to get it up. Ooh. We want to get the crowd. We want to get some debates going on Twitter. So follow that over everything else. We yeah. almost have a 1,000 uh, followers on Twitter, but it's a very engaged, it's a it very... Is. Very pumped up. As man. evidenced by the amount of questions. As engagement goes, it's almost 100%, I'd say. Um, yeah, easy. What I would say is, if you are, are a true fan of the front three, you will finish your Twitter profile with the words, I am the whole. <laughs> All right? My God, you would have to be a very true fan. You, you would have to be a really true fan. You, all you have to do is screenshot it and send it to us. I am the whole. Hashtag, I am the whole. All right? I mean... Fair play, yeah, we are in, the Fair ultimate goal lazy. is to bring it to Pablo Imar's attention and get him to put it on his Twitter. Let's right? start a movement, guys. Let's start. Let's start the movement. movement. I want to be Pablo Imar's hole. I mean, we're all there. We all want to be in it. It's <laughs> it's tense. It's disturbing. Sometimes it's boring. Lawrence, let me move it back on to. Uh, where can the, <laughs> you the can holes. find me on Twitter if you search hashtag they... the hole. Is it at Los? <laughs> um, it's you? at Loscast. L O Z. See if if the hole One. is not really taken, I'm taking that as my new Twitter handle. Um, but if not, it's uh, Loscast. L O Z C A S T. And if people want to find you, Adam, where can they go? Um, at Adam Bold on Twitter. Just go there. Hashtag me. the hole. I've got a massive <laughs> one thousand two hundred followers. Let's get up to one thousand three hundred. <laughs> You shameless dick. 
<laughs> no, get me up. No, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to pump it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be up with at least so. Dave. What's Dave on? Dave's on like 16 uh-huh. grand or something. It's not about a million. Two, two followers. Two? two. No. Two no, few. thousand? Three thousand? No, a few nice. lads. Yeah. Little lassies. How many followers you want, Dave? Really? Uh, 9,000. It makes you look Can we get Dave up to 10K by the end of the week? I wonder if we get... That'd be no, I'm just saying that, Lawrence, you too much of people. You're asking to hashtag... Especially as it's a Friday. Whole, hashtag the whole. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag follow the whole. Come on. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it was a pleasure to have you listening to the front view. It was a pleasure of recording this special hour-long podcast. If you enjoyed it, let us know, because maybe we should be doing this use on the a hashtag. basis. I don't know. To use a hashtag. I am- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No. All right. There you go. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Front Free. We will see you next week. <laughs>